in-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. The cleanup continues this morning after a car crash into an Austin hospital. Good morning, I'm Tom Miller. I'm Sally Hernandez. The pictures show just exactly the devastation that people faced when that person, one person crashed into that hospital. That person is dead. At least two kids and three other adults are injured. The car crashed into the emergency room last night at St. David's North Medical Center up off of Mopac near Palmer Lane. We want to head and go to show you a live look because these are the pictures that were from the scene last night. The live look this morning, as you can see, the area is boarded up right there. Our photographer, Todd Bailey, pretty close to the emergency room entrance where this all started last night around the evening hours, right after 6 o'clock. We got new video in last night as well, showing investigators towing the car away from the scene, a white vehicle. You can see them loaded right there into the trailer. Austin Travis County MS says they got the call initially around 5.30 yesterday in the afternoon. The ER does remain open, we're told, for walk-ins. There is no threat to the structural building, according to investigators. But until they fully clean up, they really can't take people who are being brought to by the ambulance there. They do hope to have that ready later on this morning. The driver of the car is that person who died. The other five people were hurt. We're all sitting there in the lobby. You've seen this video here showing the immediate aftermath when there was still smoke and debris uh, rising into the air. People there describe visiting their family members, saying this is a very scary situation. They were just sitting there when suddenly all that smoke started to fill the lobby and people were told to stay in their rooms. I was scared. I thought I was going to get in the fire because I was on the fourth floor, so I was like, I ain't going to get out of here. It was crazy. Yeah, it was just all, like, just a, such a crazy experience. Like, we, I didn't, like, expect to walk into the hospital today and be like, oh, like, there's going to be a crash in there. And I had just, I had, we had just walked out to get her stuff, too. And it's crazy that we could have been there and crashed. Like, we could have been in there in that situation, too. And I'm EMS also had to transport people who were already in the emergency room to other local hospitals. Paramedics estimate that they took about eight people. Now, other parts of the hospital, as we mentioned, not impacted. The hospital told us that information. EMS and the hospital say police are still working to figure out what caused that driver to crash into the building. Police say the crash does not appear, though, to be intentional. So that is the good news. When we go in depth here, St. David's North Austin is actually a level four trauma center. So that means it offers basic emergency services. Depending on the severity of the incident, trauma centers in the U.S. are designated a one through five. Now one is the highest level of emergency and service care in terms of the number of staff and medical specialties provided. Both levels one and two have 24 hour immediate or in-house coverage from general surgeons. And then level three has emergency medicine doctors to go with it with prompt availability of surgeons. Level four is the highest, as we said, that has basic emergency services and level five rather is just below that in terms of staffing and hours. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. All right, good morning to you. 433 here on a Wednesday. Happy Valentine's Day to you. All rocking dirt yard camera. Quiet start to your day. We've got some high thin clouds overhead. I still think we're going to have some sunshine to start us off this morning, but clouds will slowly be thickening up from the southwest as we head through the day today. Some of you down in the 30s already, like in Fredericksburg at 37. We're almost 10 degrees warmer, though, in Austin at 46. We expect we'll drop down to about 40 or 41 uh, as we get out the door here this morning. So mostly clear sky for now. 
We'll start to see slowly increasing clouds those we had through the morning, still with the sunshine mixed in with those clouds from 40s to mid 50s here by 10. Coming up in first warning weather, we'll track the cloudiness, but also the mild air despite the clouds increasing. It's going to be a pretty nice day. We'll show you a little rain, not just the next couple of days, but to, to wrap up the work week ahead of a chilly weekend. House Resolution 995 is hereby adopted. With that, the House GOP voted last night to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. It's over his handling of southern border migration. The measure passing by one vote, 214 to 213, and followed a failed attempt last week. President Biden releasing a statement last night following the impeachment stating that he was not pleased with the House's decision. Plans to ask Congress for real tools and resources, he says, to address the situation at the border. Mayorkas now becomes the second cabinet secretary in nearly 150 years to be impeached. From here, the matter is heading to the Senate. However, it is extremely unlikely that the Democratic-controlled chamber convicts Mayorkas. It comes as the number of people crossing illegally into the United States from Mexico has decreased drastically in the past month. U.S. Customs and Border Protection says illegal crossings are down 50% from December 2023 to this most recent January. Agents encountered migrants between ports of entry over 124,000 times in January, down from more than 249,000 the previous month. They say the drop is largely a product of seasonal migration patterns, which are expected to turn back toward higher migration patterns in the early spring. Now, December saw a particularly high number of southwest border encounters, and it, it is in at least part because Mexico had exhausted funds to intercept migrants on their way to the U.S. It has since resumed those encounters. How can Texas make the electric grid more reliable? Well, today, Austin Congressman Greg Kassar and other members of Congress are going to meet in Washington to introduce a new bill. The Connect the Grid Act would require ERCOT to connect to the nation's major electric grids. Proponents say it could help save lives during major weather events. Congress does have the legal authority to require Texas to connect to national grids, so we asked ERCOT about this. Spokesperson said they won't comment on legislation that hasn't been filed, but they did say in part, quote, any proposal to interconnect ERCOT to other regions raises potentially significant economic and reliability considerations that the Public Utility Commission of Texas is best situated to evaluate. Coming up, the story of a runner turned drone artist as only a few more days until the runners hit the pavement for the Austin Marathon. And a school in East Austin concerned after hearing repeated sounds of gunshots at a nearby park. What it's doing about what it believes is illegal hunting. Good morning, this is a live look from Buda, our rock and dirt yard camera on this Valentine's Day still dark and early as a lot of people are hitting the road heading out to work wherever you're going happy to have you here with us on kxan news today we want to tell you about this defense secretary lloyd austin is returning to work later this week 
He was released from the hospital yesterday. Has let us stay. According to a statement from the Pentagon, Secretary Austin is well and has resumed his full functions and duties. The statement also said that he would recuperate and perform his duties remotely from home for a period before returning to work at the Pentagon. Secretary Austin was admitted to Walter Reed National Military Hospital on Sunday because of a bladder issue related to his December 2023 prostate cancer surgery. Doctors said that Austin's bladder issues were not related to his cancer diagnosis and won't affect his progress. It's going to give you a live look at I-35 right now. The interstate here in Austin doesn't look too bad, but it's super early. But it is among one of the most congested truck bottlenecks in the entire country. The American Transportation Research Institute ranking Austin at number 54. And that's in the whole country. Their research shows that the most congested time on I-35 is between 4 and 6 in the evening when traffic slows down to an average of 10 miles an hour. Trucking Association says congestion hurts the economy when trucks delivering goods are stuck in traffic. In total, 13 bottlenecks in Texas made the list. Nine of them are in Houston. So it can always get worse. This, this is true. Good attitude. Still ahead, a plan to help those affected by crime. How Austin is working to get resources to local victims and their families. The newest offerings at Q2 Stadium as Austin FC continues their goal of bringing more diversity when it comes to food options. And ahead in sports, brothers from Round Rock have reunited on the baseball diamond at Houston Tillotson. Their story coming up. Good morning. It is 445. We want to get to a traffic alert. We are just getting into our system here. A closure of 290 eastbound and westbound at the Wyatt Oak Hill, specifically at William Cannon due to a deadly car crash. Uh, we've heard uh, from APD uh, and TxDOT that this section is closed and one person has died. Here is the rerouting for you. Westbound on 290. You're being kicked off 290 at Patton Ranch Road. Eastbound on 290, you're getting kicked off there at William Cannon to avoid this section here. We're going to keep an eye on things as we go through the morning, of course, bring you new details. This could cause a major slowdown uh, here if this continues to linger this morning, which no doubt it probably will, given that it is a uh, deadly crash here this morning. Here's some other drive times to get you out the door early. We'll, of course, be checking traffic all morning. I'll have an update on your weather forecast in just a few minutes. Thank you so much. A plan to provide resources to crime victims and their families. This week, the Austin City Council is going to discuss grant funding for more positions to make that possible. And KXAN's Brianna Hollis looks into the need for this and this type of help. It is so very difficult for somebody who has just come out of crisis or has just been harmed to be able to navigate the waters of what to do next. Heather Bellino with the Texas Advocacy Project has dedicated her career to helping connect victims and survivors with mental health resources and assisting them through the criminal justice process. Think about it. When there's an arrest been made, they get a defense attorney. What does the victim get? Council members will take up this very topic inside City Hall this week, discussing a resolution to approve grant funding for six new positions on the Austin Police Department's victim services team. These staff members will provide crisis intervention, counseling, service referrals, information on the criminal justice system, and advocacy. Victim services is the bridge into those resources. Blino says adding more positions like this can also help retain these workers, therefore offering stronger care to victims across the board. It's a lot of crisis. There's a lot of pain and, you know, vicarious trauma 
but the people that are truly being traumatized are those that are victimized. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. We should tell you that city council is going to vote on this resolution on Thursday. We will be there and let you know what happens. But looking in depth, in November of 2022, we reported that Travis County commissioners voted to pass a resolution aimed at curbing gun violence. And that included creating a regional network to give local law enforcement agencies access to a pooled database of evidence. Launching a hospital-based violence intervention program, funding for a community-based partner to provide additional services for people in diversion programs, and then creating what they call an asset map, outlining all gun violence prevention measures in the county. All right, a reminder, it is Valentine's Day, and Goodwill wants to help you shed any um, romantic baggage this <laughs> Valentine's Day. You are encouraged to donate your ex's old clothing and any other items saying that uh, donating can help mend a broken heart. Seasonal love. Get rid of the old stuff, bring in the new love. <laughs> when you donate, that all goes back to helping people right here in the community because every time that you donate or shop at a Goodwill store, you're helping people right here in Central Texas. There you go. You're doing it for, with good with Goodwill. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the money helps with job training and other programs. Goodwill says that they did this last year and it was so successful they decided let's go ahead and bring it back. Yeah. So instead of, you know, throwing it out on the lawn. Right. <laughs> or in the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you take it there. If you're still holding on to your ex's stuff. It's time. Yeah, it's Maybe time. it's just super warm and comfy and <laughs> it just fits right. Maybe it's time. Maybe. <laughs> it's time. Uh, hey, let me uh, update you on the algae situation here this morning. Cedar and Elm still with us at medium levels here for now. Cedar's trending higher, Elm trending lower. Mulberry just about where it was yesterday at low and mold low and trending lower. Your forecast today is all about the cloudiness, at least for the time being. Right now we're getting some high thin clouds. Eventually those clouds will get thicker coming our way from the south and west. So I expect filtered sunshine this morning. But then the thicker clouds start to roll in as we approach the middle of the day and especially into the afternoon. So slowly turning mostly cloudy here today. There's a slight little chance for a spotty sprinkle or two or a patch of drizzle during the evening, overnight, and into your Thursday morning. Really don't anticipate it ruins your Valentine's Day dates here this evening, but you may just feel a few drops around. Tomorrow will be another day with a lot of clouds. In fact, even cloudier than today. But aside from a morning sprinkle or drizzle, it's another mostly dry day. This cloudiness coming our way ahead of a storm system that's going to pass mostly south and east of us on Friday, but it's going to bring us the chance for some wet weather, especially areas southeast of Austin, although we have seen some other computer models that actually bring that rain a little farther north and west, which is what we could only hope for because we need more of that rain north and west. Clouds do start to break apart a little bit later in the day on Friday. As far as how much rain we get today and tomorrow, very little. Just a few sprinkles may add up to one hundredth of an inch of rain in some spots, but again, not really too much worth worrying about. Our highest rain chances on Friday are only at 40%, so even still, many of us on Friday staying dry. The farther north and west you are, the lower those rainfall chances. Looks like some of our southeastern counties, though, may end up with about a quarter inch to three quarters of an inch of rain when you add things up on Friday. Cold front comes through late Friday night, early Saturday, knocks those temperatures down for the weekend. Saturday's mostly cloudy in the morning, some breaks of sun in the afternoon. But with the wind and with temperatures at 55, it is going to feel like a winter day here on Saturday. Sunday, at least we've got the sunshine. We're up to 59. 
and then temperatures really start to jump early next week. Some of the warmest weather for several days in a row that we've had in a while. 71 sunshine Monday, 76 there on Tuesday. High temperatures later next week may actually get closer to 80 at points. Of course, we'll keep watching it all morning. I do want to take you to this, though, a snowstorm in New York. You may want to check the flight status if you're flying out that way here this morning. More than 1,300 flights have been canceled as a powerful winter storm swept through and now out of that area. Six to 12 inches of snow fell from New York to New England, with some of the highest totals in Connecticut, where almost a foot fell in the Hartford area. The snowstorm likely the largest for New York City in two years. And they're enjoying a snow day potentially. Thank you, Nick. The Elgin School District is going to ask voters to approve a $375 million bond in the upcoming May election. School board says that that money is needed for improvements to new schools in the district as it rapidly grows. The bond is broken into two propositions. Prop A has the biggest chunk, $366 million, vast majority. Pay for things like new schools and buses, land purchases and improvements. Prop B would cover renovations. If voters approve that package, Elgin ISD says there will be no tax rate increase. Well, the Austin Marathon is this Sunday, and runners, I hope you're ready, because runners from everywhere are going to take the streets. Yeah, there's a local videographer with a connection here. He wants to take the marathon to new heights. David Aguilar uses his aerial drone photography to capture the race. It's some of his current drone photography that really caught our eye here. You see this, a different perspective of Austin while using his creativity. Yeah, it was his personal style that actually captured the attention of marathon organizers. They first offered him the entry into last year's full marathon, and it's been a smooth run ever since. Part of it was just my work and just being consistent and they've seen it and they wanted to work with me. But then after I ran the marathon, it was also, hey, now you know the fun that goes on. Like, help us communicate this in an artistic way, in a way that brings more people here. Yeah, Aguilar adds using his drone allows him to become an OG, is what he calls himself, OG historian. Read more about him and more about the marathon under the story on KXAN.fim. And you can find it under the Simple Health tab. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. We are just a couple days away from Texas baseball's first pitch, but down the road, the Houston Tillotson Rams are 5-0. It is their best start in more than two decades. And one of their newcomers didn't think he'd be a Ram, but as Noah Gross reports, he is enjoying the ride. Chances are high you can find Luke Almendarez on the diamond. Through thick and thin, baseball has always been there. And and that's something that we fall back on as a family. At the end of his sophomore season playing baseball at the University of Houston, Luke dove for a ball against Tulane. So there's one on this side toward this top one right here, and then there's a small one on this one. The Round Rock native tore his right wrist on that play and then tore his left wrist the summer after. Having to deal with injury was something I really never experienced, and then especially being at that level, I want to compete every day, and I had dreams of going to play um, professional baseball. Luke said he had an identity crisis thinking that his baseball career was over. But an idea was hatched from his family, including grandma, 
or Nani. She's my mom's mom, and so to have her still around is, is big time, but for her to be in the area and to get to see Luke play again, um, it's just been amazing. Chase Almanderas, Luke's older brother, is the head coach at Houston Tillotson and was the first one with the idea for Luke to come play ball with the Rams. Yeah, I've been begging him since day one, as soon as I got the job, ready for him to come back and play for me. So how is Luke still playing? Well, the former shortstop can't swing, but he can throw and he's now a pitcher with HT using his final year of college eligibility. To find his love for the sport again with family, both brothers are soaking it in. You know, coming out here on a daily basis with him is fun. He's actually living with me as well, and so we get a lot of each other on a daily basis, but it's, it's been great for both of us. To tell people when people ask that I can come back and you know, play for my brother and go to school, I'll never get that chance again. So being able to say it, like I'm going to say it with my chest and you know, be happy about it and be excited because playing again you know the sport that's always been there with a brother that has two Noah gross for us this morning thank you Noah still ahead for those listening on the KXAN today podcast thanks for being with us here's what we're tracking at five on KXAN news today we are live at an Austin hospital emergency room after a deadly car crash into the building